Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing Then and Now. I'm Howard Walpuff, your host. Again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today we're going to have a very calming conversation. And we're going to kind of reflect on our well-being and our body and our minds and our emotion through a conversation of and about yoga. Now, many people have been doing yoga for a very long time. Many people might have tried it. Many people have not tried it at all, but it definitely has a tremendous following and a tremendous amount of people who on a regular basis are using it to kind of get away from the world, their, their, their stresses, their pains, just trying to find a better balance in life. And there are people who guide them through this process and uh, really help them have that flexibility and that, that a better, stronger mindset. And it's, it's all about leading them through uh, these sessions to, to make their lives better. So we are privileged to have Paige Park from Tulsi Rose Yoga with us today. And Paige, welcome to our conversation. Uh, thank you, Howard. It's good to be here with you and all the listeners out there. Well, I'm excited to hear more about your experience, your journey, but I have a little bit of an understanding of yoga from my background working in the, the health club industry way back when, but it really has evolved even more so since then, because it's been a long time. And uh, I would love to get an understanding of wh- where did you find your love and interest for yoga that sparked you to be, to start a business helping people and utilizing yoga? Uh, The love of yoga came, well, it started a long time ago. It started when I was a college freshman and had to take a PE credit and I took a yoga class. (laughs) That was a long time ago, but since then it has woven its way in and out of my life. And most recently in my life, after my father passed away. Um, My mom passed away eight years ago. My father passed away six years ago. And at three year time span, my mom was very ill. My father was as well. My brothers and I were in and out of the hospital and caring for them. And I set myself in my life. Basically, I was going to work and I was caring for my parents. And that's all I was doing for a three year time span. After my dad passed away, I spent a year taking care of his estate and getting everything with the help of my brothers again, getting everything sold off and taken care of there. And so I I left myself behind for a little while and to come back into myself and who I am and to help regulate my nervous system, because I had been on edge and on alert for so long, I got back into yoga, had been a classroom teacher for 24 years and was looking for a way to help my students, especially kids suffering with anxiety and depression. And I wanted to find something and that led me to yoga as well. So with that research and the encouragement of 
a mentor who ran the yoga classes that I went to at the time decided to get my 200 hour yoga teacher training. Well, you've gone through a lot and it definitely is part of your journey. And it's a lot of people have those emotional reasons why they find yoga because it does, uh, clears the mind. It, uh, it definitely helps give you some more balance and having that experience as a teacher in the classroom setting, it definitely can see how connecting two together really is a, is a strong match for you. And I assume that your students in yoga are a little less rowdy than those in the classroom. Yes. Uh, we actually, another teacher and I did an experiment a couple of years ago just to see what the reaction would be and how it could permeate somebody's life. And so we decided to take the first five to 10 minutes of her first period class during one semester and do, I led a meditation almost every morning, every once in a while. I wasn't able to come, but I led a meditation almost every morning with this group, small group of kids. I think there were about eight to 10 kids in the class. So it was a really small class and it was optional. The kids could, could participate if they desired. They did not have to. We just asked that if they chose not to participate, that they sat quietly so that those who wanted to participate could. About three quarters of the way through the semester, we had one kid who said, I was going along in my day and something happened and it threw me off. And I didn't want to feel bad because I had been feeling happy and I wanted to feel happy again. And so I just decided that I was going to feel happy. And this is one of those kids who would have gotten into the fight, who would have gone down that path with that person. But he made the conscious decision as a result of our morning meditations to be like, no, I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to do this instead. And it was at that moment, I really realized the power of yoga and meditation in kids like that. There are many different ways that teachers try and try and try to reach kids that are more challenging in the classroom. And it's fantastic that you found something that, that resonated with this one child in particular, because he's the only one that reported back that here's a situation and look what I utilized to, to refocus myself. I had to sense that he wasn't the only one. But it, it was, it's great yeah. to get that feedback because he said you, what, just one person truly came back and affected, then it was all worth the time and effort and what you were doing. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I'm sure it affected more than was reported. Yep. I, I, and I would agree on that. So taking all that experience and taking all that focus of, of what you wanted to accomplish, you made that uh, decision to start a yoga studio. And how did you let people know that you were open for business? I started word of mouth. Okay. I, because I was working full-time still as an educator. Uh, so I started word of mouth and I started very small. I started with two private clients. Um, one was a woman in her sixties who had a, I'm, I'm the yoga teacher for people who, feel like they have a connection to yoga and might want to try it, but are kind of afraid to go to a traditional studio. Like that scares them. Um, and so I went to her house because I didn't have my space ready to go yet. And we would work in her living room and 
did yoga together. I did private sessions with her. And then I added a 14 year old boy a few months later. Um, and he's actually still working with me. I've worked with him for a little over a year. Neat kid, same sort of story. Uh, we talk a lot about breath and yoga and self-regulation because he's high functioning on the autism spectrum scale and struggles sometimes with emotional regulation. And so we do a lot with that. And he was at church a few months after we started and not really feeling it. It had just the, I think it was when the churches had just opened back up for people to come back in to the building and he wasn't having it. And he went, I need the car keys. I'm going to go to the car. And mom and dad gave him the keys. He went out to the car. He did some of the breath that I had taught him. And then he went back in and was fine the rest of the day. That's it's great that there, these are examples that people are feeling comfortable to come back to you and share. Yeah. And, but also gives you a sense that you, that, that you are, are finding a path that is going to affect people in a positive way. Yes. And this is very rewarding. But you, you mentioned something, which I think we want to go back to the fact that, you, that he had this church experience just as they were opening up. You started your business in 2020 while COVID was was raging. So yes, uh, I did. How what was your thought process in starting a business at that point? Well, <laughs> at that point. As an educator, thing that year, 2020 and 2021, were probably two of the most difficult years I've ever had as an educator. Um, 21, the 21-22 school year was a little bit better, but not a lot. Um, and I'm getting older, and I don't want to be married to my job anymore. And Yes, I started a small business, so I'm a little married to my, my job, but it's mine. It's not me working for somebody else. Um, and so I honestly, when I started the yoga teacher training in 2020, I hadn't planned on opening a business, but I loved teaching so much that I wanted to make it accessible to more than just students. And it, covid led people to react to it in different ways. I'm not, I'm talking about emotionally, not medically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it, people did have these epiphanies and granted um, I come from an educator family. So this was a very challenging year for uh, teachers and administrators and students. And mm-hmm. the, the, 20, the, the 2021 year, well, let's start, start with the 1920 year and yeah, then the end of 1920 year. And mm-hmm. it was 1920, 2020. And um, it was, it, it really, people need to find an outlet for all this, this different frustration that they had mm-hmm. uh, that they didn't really have before. Some, it just was something that they had and it was growing into even more so. So I can see why yoga really was an answer for you and, and for some of the people that you started to, to work with. Um, how did, so you start really with two students, two clients, how yeah. did it start to grow for you? Um, once I got my space finished, I have a small studio in my basement. Uh, once I got my space finished, I started offering classes and I started with one um, and then it branched to two because I started teaching grief yoga. 
And then I took one of my classes away and added a class. Um, I call it yoga for a healthy mind. Okay. So grief yoga, what, what is that? And what does that entail? Grief yoga gives a space and container for people who are grieving. It can be an active grief. It could be a passive grief. Active grief is an event usually that happened recently. Passive grief, because once you experience a grief event, it is always with you. And learning to manage that and learning to lean into that can be a challenge. I experienced more loss than just my parents. I also, two years after my dad passed, my brother died. And then the year before my mother passed away, my divorce was finalized. So that's a, that's a, a letting, that's a handful of grief stacked into a fairly short period of time. And so using, utilizing yoga, I learned how to live with that and, and even thrive with that. And so I hope with grief yoga to teach people to do the same. So we use breath work, we use meditation, we use the physical aspect of yoga to help a move grief through our body um, because emotions can get stuck in our tissues and using yoga actually can help move that through. And then we also learn how to sit with the emotion of grief, the emotions, multiple emotions of grief, whether it be joy can be an emotion of grief. I've gone from laughing to crying in a moment as a result of one of the grief events in my life. So it's not just the sad part of grief. We also learn to sit with the, the, the joyful. And I know that sounds contradictory, but it's not, it's there too, because there is joy in those memories. So what kind of reactions do people have during this yoga session? I've seen a lot of tears. I've seen a lot of tears. But I've also seen that at the end of class, oftentimes, sometimes the tears are tears of relief because they've been able to release and move through some things that maybe have been stuck and in with them for a long period of time. Yes. In, in a situation like that, where your mind is been opened and focused on what you're, what you're going through and mm -hmm. it's kind of a somewhat of a safe space because you really, this is an opportunity to address it in different ways, whether it's in yoga positioning or through conversation and voice. So it really can, it's the same way that sweat kind of clears the pores and gets toxins out. I'm sure that, that you're getting that, I guess, similar emotional response from people. It is. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Well, because when we stuff our emotions, they get stuck in our tissues, whether positive and negative, all emotions, um, but with emotion, we actually want to feel that and to have it move through the body. And so one of the ways you can do that is yoga. I use other movement too. We've done dance before <laughs> we've had dance sessions and yoga classes. So we've okay. used a combination of yoga and dance to help move that emotion through as well. It's different ways to get different reactions from people and, and, uh, yeah. and for them to really, um, express themselves, which is. Yeah. Which is and, really and, great for them. And there's a power in that because they learn that I can be strong and soft at the same time. That you personally or, or they? They personally yeah. can be strong and soft at the same time. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's good you give them that, that kind of outlet. Yeah. So let's go back on the, the journey part of the conversation. And how is it, so you word of mouth got you your first clients, but now you're working on growing the business and getting, filling classes and sharing your class information. What has been your approach to get that information out to your marketplace? Um, I have been using social media uh, right now. That seems to be the best way to get the word out. I had a friend shoot a video of me talking about the studio and that got some clients coming in the door, uh, just sharing and having people share, which is really cool to see that people are now starting to share the things that I'm saying and the courses that I'm offering and the classes that I have, which is really, really kind of cool to see the evolution of beginning to interact and beginning to form community. So the community is a very strong word and it really can help take a product and a, and a business off. What kind of community have you been growing with, with your social media interactions? I've been growing a grief community, <laughs> a community of people who want to work through and process and understand their grief in a better way. No matter the grief, it could be loss. It could be, shoot, I think in, in some way, shape or form, our society is grieving. So it's, it's a strong statement, but, but very true for many different reasons. And also, look, even going back for the last couple of years of change that we've had in mm-hmm. our society, there's many people that had loss from COVID, had, had changes of job and changes of interaction with people. And it's hard to adjust back to everything just being okay. I know people have tried to do that mm-hmm. as hard and fast as possible. And there's others that do it, do it as extremely slow as possible. And that also builds up emotions on, on all sides yes. to, uh, and, and manifests in some of the real grief that has happened in their lives as well. Yeah. So creating a, a community of people like that is, is valuable, valuable to you, valuable to them, very valuable to them. And also it's creating a nice pool of people for you to educate that yoga is an outlet for them. Yeah. So more than that video is that is so what kind of conversations are you having with whether it's posts or things you're writing in general that, that you're getting different types of response on? Um, a lot of the, the posts, things about just kind of grief in general, I, it's hard to... <laughs> It varies. Uh, I'll get inspiration from classes that I've taught or things that have come up in class. I'll pull a quote maybe that a student said after class and reflect on that. Um, Those have gotten some good responses. Uh, I'm beginning to offer and I'm going to offer an online course and I've been talking about like grief and the things that have to do with grief, how grief feels, ways to process grief, um, tools that you can use to process grief. Uh, I have a five things to do when you feel overwhelmed with grief available as a download on my website. Um, so those kinds of things. Having that type of community and getting people to respond is always a positive thing. And it seems that you really starting to move nicely and taking these responses into 
getting the classes that you want set up and structured and people coming in. It's, it's, it's an adventure when you're on your own doing a business and utilizing social media as your means of marketing. And uh, it's, it's nice to see that people are reacting and responding and want to participate and really growing this community. So uh, I definitely give you a lot of credit for making this push and to seeing this grow and to really serving a, um, a needed part of your community that you found that you can help uh, ease their pain and, and open up their, uh, their, I guess, their mind, body, and souls through yoga. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite the adventure and learning experience to figure out like what's working, what's not working, what people want to hear that that has definitely been because I'm, I'm currently a solo. I don't have any support right now. I do. I am participating in a business mastermind, so I do have support through that. But as far as on doing things of business, um, writing social media posts, writing emails, developing course material, all of that is right now on my shoulders. Um, so. And that's the journey of a small business owner. <laughs> oh, yes. Very much. It's like, which hat am I wearing today? (laughs) That's, that's all part of the journey. Now, yeah, it is. People want to get in touch with you because they are interested in your story, have, have their own grief and looking at some of the online program that you have or local in your area. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, Through my website, it's Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I, roseyoga.com. If you put a forward slash on that and type in five things, you can access my five things download. Perfect. Well, Paige, I thank you so much for coming on with us and sharing your journey and and the hats you're wearing as a a small business owner (laughs) and really what you've been doing with, uh, with your clients. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us as well. It's very important to focus on your mental health as much as your physical health. And there's very different ways to do that. Yoga has been a very successful means to uh, really address that. If you haven't done that already also for flexibility and for strength. So it's, um, Mm -hmm. there's so many ways that you benefit from yoga and uh, definitely should look into it. If you're trying to find some answers for the things that are best for you and take full advantage of check out Paige's website and her downloads so you can learn more as well. But go out, have a great rest of today, and we'll see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.